And now we interrupt your regularly scheduled Spotify song to bring you an all-new episode of Into the Aaronverse, a show where I talk about all things and anything except politics. Tonight on the show, we have a lot of news to get to, especially in the AC perspective, such as um, such as a lot of stories concerning the WWE, as well as the return of your favorite sports teams. It's all on into the Aaron verse, and it's starting right now. Well, I hope everybody's keeping healthy, keeping their hands washed, and social distancing, even though you miss your loved ones a bunch. I know I do, and I'd like to send this shout-out to my mama. I love you, mama. Now, first story. Call it a battle, if you will. Vin Diesel, you know him from the action flick Bloodshot. He voiced Groot in the Guardians films and Avengers films. And also, he played Dominic Toretto in the Saga. Well, as of today, the Producers Guild of America is in a battle of sorts with Vin Diesel over production credit for the Fast Saga. So, What that means is you're going to have to look for a theater who can carry Universal Films. Leading up to it was a comment concerning Troll World Trolls World Tour. Uh, I do not have access to that comment, but next week I will. Keep your fingers crossed for a theater that can start carrying Universal Films, including Fast 9, which is set to arrive next year. Speaking of movie releases... As we know, as most of you know, movie theaters in your particular town are getting ready to open. Now, here's the here's the deal. You're only going to have a limited 2020 schedule. 
And the reason why is because of this virus, or if you want to call it a virus. First movie to be released this year. Starting in three weeks, you're going to have the wide release of Scoob. I will be back shortly to tell you more. Welcome back, you guys. As I said before, 2020 will feature a limited release slate for movies. Case in point, as I said earlier, the first movie to be released in 2020 is an animated feature called Scoob. This feature is a take on Into the Spider-Verse of Spider-Man fame. But it deals with well-known Hanna-Barbera cartoons. This movie stars Mark Wahlberg as Blue Falcon. Zac Efron as Fred, Amanda Seyfried as Daphne, Gina Rodriguez as Velma, and Will Forte as Shaggy. And also joining the film is Jason Isaacs himself as he voices Dick Dastardly. Also in the film is comedian Tracy Morgan who voices Captain Caveman. Now, the part that I know of for sure Oh, I forgot to mention that Ken Jeong will be in the film as Dynamut, Dog Wonder. Now, back to the plot. The plot is this. The film is a riff on Into the Spider-Verse. What that means is it will explore starting out the backstory of Scooby-Doo and Shaggy leading up to their encounter with the villainous Dick Dastardly voiced by Jason Isaacs or Jason Isaac of Harry Potter fame. Look for that film to be released May 15, 2020 which is three weeks from tomorrow. Up next, the Christopher Nolan directed Tenet, as in T 
T-E-N-E-T. This movie stars... Give me one second. I had it. This movie stars Elizabeth Debicki, Debicki, Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Kenneth Branagh, Michael Caine, Clements Posey, Himesh Patel, Fiona Dorif as Wheeler, Wes Chatham as actor, John David Washington, Martin Donovan, Andrew Howard, and more. And the plot for Tenet is as follows. This is an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. Possibly a this is possibly about a man trying to prevent World War III through time travel and rebirth. And rebirth. Look for that release July 17th. Up next. Is Wonder Woman 84. Stars this Ah, here we are. Stars Mando himself, Max as Max Lord, Pedro Pascal, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Chris Pine returns as Steve Trevor, Connie Nielsen comes back as Hippolyta, Robin Wright returns as Antiope, Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva or Cheetah, Gabriel Wilde, Christopher Palaha, Natasha Rothwell, Robbie Patel, Lion Beckwith, Kelvin Yu, Sydney Ashton, Ella Walker, and more. Wonder Woman returns for another adventure when she encounters the villainous cheetah for the first time and the tycoon Maxwell Lord. And next week I will have the origins of both characters. Look for that film. Everywhere expected, August 14th. And the final movie of 2020 
is James Bond, No Time to Die. That movie stars Daniel Craig in his final outing as 007. Among the cast is Rami Malek, Ralph Fiennes, and Ben Weishaw, who will play the villain and M and Q, respectively. Stay tuned, November 25th, at a theater near you. Other release dates that got shuffled include these 2021 releases. Stand by, please. All right. The Batman, October 1st, 2021, which stars Robert Pattinson as the titular character, Andy Serkis as Alfred, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, Colin Farrell as Penguin. Paul Dano as Riddler. John Turturro plays Carmine Falcone. And Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman. If I'm right, this movie will follow the material, The Long Halloween. But the movie is also set in the continuity of the year of year one. Also, in 2021, you will see The Suicide Squad, a.k.a. Suicide Squad 2. James Gunn steps in to direct it, and it will star the returning Margot Robbie, Jack Courtney, Viola Davis, Joel Kinnaman, Nathan Fillion, David David Dasmalkian, Storm Reed, and more as Harley Quinn, Vigilante, Boomerang, The Wall, Amanda Waller, Polka Dot Man, Arm Fall Off Boy, Rick Flag, and a whole host of characters will reunite once again for action and adventure. 
stay tuned next week as I reveal more 2021 releases. Now, speaking of movies, how would you guys like to hear about what's coming to Disney Plus? I'll be back to tell you. Welcome back, you guys. And I forgot to mention earlier, all those who have been listening from the start, thank you. And to those who are just listening for the first time, welcome aboard. Or you can find me on Spotify, just input Aaronverse, and I promise you, I will be there. Or input the podcast name into the Aaronverse, enter on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll find me. Now, speaking of Disney Plus, I know how Avengers Endgame closes the Infinity Saga. And it was the highest grossing movie ever. So, with that said in mind, here's another saga that's going to be making its way to Disney Plus. As a matter of fact, it's the last movie to make it to Disney Plus. That is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which will feature the titular characters Ray, Pin, um, Ray Finn, Poe, and and um, Leia, played by archive footage with Carrie Fisher from episode 7, Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac, and many more. This film also marks the return of Ian McDermott as... Emperor Palpatine, who somehow survived the fateful drop in uh, Return of the Jedi. This movie is directed by J.J. Abrams, who did Star Wars The Force Awakens. And it also features cameos of Harrison Ford as Han Solo and Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Now, I do not want to give anything away because I know how you guys and gals who are listening for the first time have not seen it. So May the 4th, which is coming up in a few short days, Monday as a matter of fact, you will need to check out Disney Plus as the final film of the Skywalker Saga. The Rise of Skywalker will drop. Among other things, 
on Disney Plus is the competition Be Our Chef. Now, for those of you who don't know what that competition is, it is five families who come to Disney World over the course of several weeks to film a cooking competition. A themed challenge, as a matter of fact. And that themed challenge and that themed challenge is corresponding to a um, Disney character. And these families go to that area of the park that that particular character is in to get inspiration for their dish. And among the judges this season that I have seen in each of the episodes, one is the head chef for the entire Walt Disney Company, Amanda Lauder, who runs the Ganachery, headquartered at Disney Springs. She has been lenient, but she is one of the best chefs that the Walt Disney Company has. And little fact, most of the chocolates that she creates for the Ganachery, she learned how to make during her trip to a chocolate factory in France. And also tabbed as one of the judges is, I believe, Chef Greg, who's the the head culinary innovator. And um, I can't remember what his particular title is. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. These judges are some of the best chefs that Disney that Disney has. And when we, my wife and I go back, we will be hitting both of their restaurants. And maybe even try some of the toothmade s'mores from the Ganachery. And I don't know what toothe is, but I'm guessing it's a very chewy type ingredient that's used to make a house-made graham cracker or whatever, but I don't know how to explain it to you guys. But rest assured, these judges know what know what they're talking about. But now comes the part to where it's a 
it, it's about the grand prize. And the grand prize is a trip, a all-expenses-paid cruise, as a matter of fact, to Disney's private island, Castaway Cay. Now, in order to do that, if I remember correctly, the two top families will duke it out in the kitchen for the grand prize. And what I mean by top families is the one who won the most challenges and the one who won the second most challenges. Now, each challenge that a family wins, they get a character pin. And you either move up or down in the rankings at the end of each episode. Comedian Angela Kinsey from The Office hosts this competition, and you can catch those episodes every Friday on Disney+. Coming up is a story that you all have been waiting on to hear. It is the AC Perspective coming at you in a few short minutes on Into the Air and Verse. Now, those of you who have been listening from the very beginning, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I know I keep saying now, but are you ready for the biggest bombshell from the world of sports? This is the sports perspective, the AC perspective. It's where yours truly gives you my perspective from the biggest happenings in the world of sports. First up. Stanford, Connecticut, headquarters of billion of the billion-dollar company WWE. Now, for those of you who have followed the WWE for many years, they were known as the WWWF, and then the WWF which stands for, back then, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, and then World Wrestling Federation. Now, the reason why they changed it to the WWE is because they were in a very bad legal battle with the WWF. What then? And I know what you're thinking. But this WWF that they were fighting was the World Wildlife Federation. And as a matter of fact, the World Wildlife Federation was able to keep the WWF moniker. But that's a story for another time. Now the reason for this first bit of juiciness... It's because every year around 
October or so, they hold the annual Crown Jewel event. Now, this past year, the Kingdom of Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, was said to have held the WWE hostage. Now, what that means is when you are held hostage, you cannot go anywhere. Case in point, the superstars who were said to be booked on the program the following night, they could not get home in time because they held them, because uh, Saudi Arabia held them, quote-unquote, hostage. Well, now, here's where a little bit of illegal info comes your way. Various WWE executives are suing Vince McMahon for events that happened in Riyadh. One name that stands out was the one of the executives for the XFL 2.0, if you want to call it. He is suing Vince McMahon for a reason, I believe, to have done with this pandemic. Could he have been one of the executives that did not get paid? I don't know, but I will be on the case. Among those other executives in the WWE that were either furloughed or fired from their job, if I remember correctly, two executives are suing Vince for the amounts of, I believe, 50 to $60 million, respectively. Now, I don't know all the info of the of that lawsuit, but I will tell you this. Vince McMahon, because of all of these lawsuits, is in some serious trouble. Now, one of those fired superstars that I mentioned in a, in a previous episode is actually Drake Maverick, who's gone by the name of Rockstar Spud in Impact Wrestling. He is sitting on top one and one in the cruiserweight turn in the interim cruiserweight tournament. And he now calls himself the Wolf of NXT. What that means? What does that mean? Tune in to NXT every Wednesday on the USA Network to find out. Coming up is a weird alignment straight out of the Major League. As most of you know, 
who are diehard baseball fans, like my wife and myself, we were given, well, I was given a realignment of all 30 teams. I know what you're thinking. What could this realignment be? Well, I'll tell you. For the 2020 season only, all 30 teams will be realigned into one division due to this pandemic. And I am unaware as to how many um, as to how many games they'll play, but your favorite team well, your your favorite teams will be realigned into one league but will still be in their respective divisions. Meaning, the East will have 10 teams, the Central will have 10 teams, and the West will have 10 teams as well. Now, that's going to make for some interesting baseball. Now, I did forget to mention that I need to throw in a little sound off type episode. Stay tuned and I will reveal that very shortly. Welcome back. The next the next story comes out of two areas. And that's the NBA and everybody's favorite vacation spot Walt Disney World. The reason why I said that is because there is a possibility that Walt Disney World can be used for the NBA. What that means is one resort per team as long as there's 25 rooms. Now, Could that be possible to get some flow of money for Disney World? Absolutely. Now, speaking of Disney World, they are not long 
until they have to reopen. Various sources are saying that even though Robert Iger has stepped down from his role, he is back in to get Disney through this pandemic. And one of the precautions that Disney is taking is temperature screening for each of the guests and each of the cast members. Now, could that curve the attendance? Maybe. But stay tuned as I find out more. Next bit of interesting information. Excuse me while I eat a cracker. The next bit of interesting information comes out of Florida. Now, Ron DeSantis is, is said to be a sneaky, sneaky man, but he is Florida's elected official. He is. The reason why is he was rumored to get a jumpstart amount to get Florida's economy going of twenty and a half million dollars, courtesy of Linda McMahon and her super PAC. A lot of people on social media are saying that this money could be a bribe. But since then, he has denied getting this amount of money because of his relationship with Donald Trump. Only time will tell if the truth comes out. But on the bright side, WWE is looking to host a event again since they missed out due to this pandemic on WrestleMania. And I cannot wait to find out what that event is. But rest assured, going forward, the WWE will implement temperature screening for its fans, testing for its personnel, and all that. Speaking of screening, Jacksonville-based promotion All Elite Wrestling, or AEW, is set to return to live events next week. What that means is, yes, they'll still be practicing social distancing until they lift, or until more uh, restrictions are lifted. 
but one of the safety protocols at, at its events will be testing for all the fans, all the personnel. And Tony Khan is a genius when it comes to those protocols. Now, to close it out, I do have a bit of interesting info for you. You're thinking, what could it be? Well, As most of you Astros fans and Red Sox fans and Yankees and Dodgers fans alike have been following this scandal that happened three years ago more more judgments in this hoax were handed down. But this one in particular has run me the wrong way. Boston got a free pass on accountability. Alex Cora was suspended after he agreed to step down as the skipper for the Red Sox. Now, I know all you diehard Boston fans are thinking, free Alex Cora, free Alex Cora. Alex Cora was a phenomenal player back in 04. I had the chance to watch him win the World Series with the Red Sox as a player. But this man was the mastermind behind the sign-stealing scandal for Houston. Why? I will tell you. Alex Cora... was seen during this time in Houston with an Apple Watch. Or, or several office people were, were relaying them signals with the software code breaker. But that's not where I get mad. Alice Cora, a year after the Astros won the World Series, stepped down. He got away with it. And a wise old person a wise man once said to me regarding this fiasco, 
You got your big market teams. L.A., New York, Boston, and so on. We got the raw end of the deal. The Astros were fined $5 million and stripped of not one, but two picks. But before that, yes, we got we got played because I do not know why the Astros got a harsh punishment and New York got nothing. L.A. got nothing. But the fan, but. Players and fans are upset because a small market team from Houston, Texas whoop you guys from pillar to post leading up to their first World Series title. Do I doubt them the guys could win another Championship? No. What could have resolved that was instead of using tech, go old school. But that's neither a story for another day or another episode. Coming See you next week. More other perspective, more news, and a whole lot of fun. Thanks for listening.